Hey, it's Andy Martin here, co-founder of the Oscast Network. I thought I'd jump on and share this piece of content with you as it may assist uh, in your life journey of being awesome. Um, It's a TED Talk by founder of Agile Mind, Amanda Goodfellow. Uh, She's a meditation and mindfulness teacher with a heap of qualifications in management and meditation teaching and stuff like that. Uh, She works with some of the biggest companies in Australia and her programs, mentorships and retreats have been developed upon her 25 years of experience in corporate roles across the sectors like local government, associations and professional services. So basically super qualified and in this talk she does share her story on recovery from mental illness including why mindfulness and talk therapy wasn't enough for her and why fear of feelings is making us sick so sit back relax and enjoy let me take you back to 1991 i was in year 12 and i was perfect I was an A-grade student, school prefect. I made all the sporting teams, played my cello in the orchestra, I sang in the choir. By Western standards, I was a success, someone full of potential. So you can imagine how perplexing it was to find myself less than two years later in a hospital psychiatric ward being treated for anorexia nervosa. What went so wrong? How did I go from school prefect to psych patient? Essentially, I was struggling with big, uncomfortable, frightening feelings that I didn't know what to do with. I believed that if I worked harder, the feelings would go away. So I got to work and I got busy distracting myself. My distraction weapons of choice were food and exercise. I found that when I placed my focus on food and exercise, I felt a sense of control and discipline. When I focused here, I felt safe. But with this as my only method of emotional pain relief, I very quickly became trapped in this tiny prison of rigid rules and weird, punitive behaviours. And I lost a lot of weight. Things really went downhill from there. By the time I was 21, my weight had dropped so low that my organs had begun to fail and I was critically ill. Treatment back in those days for illnesses like eating disorders and depression involved something called cognitive behaviour therapy, or CBT. And some 30 years later, CBT is still one of the main treatment methods for these illnesses. Very broadly speaking, CBT is an approach where our negative thoughts are challenged and reframed into more positive ones. This didn't work for me at all. I spent 10 years receiving cognitive behaviour therapy and really it only reinforced my belief that I was a lost cause. Even my thinking needed to be fixed. I was hospitalised many times for the eating disorder and after each admission I'd leave feeling hopeless. 
I hadn't learned any new skills in how to feel my feelings. I hadn't built any emotional literacy. My emotional pain had not been healed. And so I spent 10 years on this sort of clinical carousel in and out of treatment. Until one day, I found something that changed everything. I'd been studying meditation for a while. I love meditation. And I was doing a session one-on-one -on -one with a teacher. In the session, I was telling her that I felt sad. And I went into great detail about why and who was to blame. And then she asked me a question. She asked me where I felt the sadness in my body. I thought, what the hell is she talking about? Where am I supposed to feel it? My head? No one had ever asked me that question before, and I wanted to get the answer right. I panicked. What she introduced me to that day was somatic mindfulness, or more specifically, a set of mindfulness tools called the Killaby Inquiries. And we've all heard the word mindfulness. It's nothing new. It's been around for thousands of years. Its origins can be traced back to a number of ancient traditions, including Buddhism. A basic definition of mindfulness is to bring our attention to what's happening in the present moment without judgment. But somatic mindfulness goes further, deeper. Somatic means in the body or of the body. And so in this practice, we use mindfulness as the foundation where we become aware of the present moment. And then we're invited to notice not only our thoughts, but also the physical sensations that are here. For me, on this day, with the session with the teacher, the sadness was a tightness in my throat. I said to her, yeah, it's, it's here, it's a tightness. It's right here. It's really uncomfortable. I want to get rid of it. But she asked me simply to notice it, to become curious about it. She invited me to move towards it, to make space for it. Now, if you'd asked me to make space for an emotion in my body three years ago, I would have thought you were crazy. So let me explain. Think of your feelings like toddlers. They're good at letting us know when they need some attention. Maybe they'll tug on your clothing. Mum, 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 mum. But we're busy, so we throw them a biscuit and say, shh, be quiet. But unsoothed, the toddler comes back, and now they're agitated. They're screaming. They've flung themselves onto the ground. Their arms and legs are flapping around, and now they're making a huge scene. We're flustered and we're uncomfortable. So we give them the iPad and a piece of chocolate, and it works. The toddler goes quiet. They're distracted. 
until 10 minutes later when you go into the bathroom and the contents of your cabinets have been upended all over the floor and there's the toddler painting your walls with some makeup. Now they have your attention. And now there's a mess to fix. So what did that toddler need? They needed us to acknowledge them. They needed to be seen and heard. They needed us to be present, attentive and compassionate, not ignored or dismissed. Our feelings, just like toddlers, can be annoying and persistent. And let's be honest, sometimes irritating, but there is so much insight to be gained by leaning in to hear and understand what they're communicating to us. If you keep ignoring them, not only do you miss the insight, there's a price to pay. Now, developing an eating disorder takes avoiding your feelings to the extreme, but we all do it. The phone scrolling, overworking, couple of drinks to unwind, people-pleasing, perfectionism, addictions, these all point to ways in which we avoid being present with ourselves, ways in which we'd prefer to seek some external thing to soothe and to comfort us. As a population, we are the most obese, depressed, medicated and addicted in all of human history. Rates of mental ill health are through the roof, especially in children and young adults. Australia has the second highest rate of depression per capita in the world. Our inability to understand, feel and articulate our feelings is making us sick. We know from the work of researchers, including Drs Gabor Maté, Peter Levine, Bessel van der Kolk, that the body is where we store unprocessed trauma and emotional pain. And so it makes sense to return to the body to heal the somatic imprints of trauma. We can't talk our way out of it. We can't think our way out of it. We have to feel it with our bodies. I was one of the lucky ones. Anorexia has the highest mortality rate of any psychological illness. But I survived. I recovered from the illness when I was 27 and I went about rebuilding my life. To the outside world, my life, my body looked normal. But I wasn't fixed. I suffered recurring depression for another 18 years. And it was only when I found the tools of somatic mindfulness that I could finally make friends with those big, uncomfortable, frightening feelings that I had spent decades trying to avoid. Learning to feel your feelings is a teachable skill. I'm going to repeat that. Learning to feel your feelings is a teachable skill and it might save your life. 
Mindfulness is a way to come back to the present moment, but somatic mindfulness will help you feel safe with the thoughts, feelings and emotions that you find when you get there. So you can be okay with whatever shows up. Start listening to your inner toddler because ignoring them will make you sick. Thank you. There you go. Thanks to Amanda for allowing us to share this and for more details on Amanda, Agile Mind, and to view the talk in full, you can head to agilemind.com.au. 